Coffee isn't just a drink, it's who you are. We are Little Green Hive, and we're here to serve that perfect cup of coffee made just for you. We're women-owned and locally sourced. Our mission is to provide the best product for our customers, as well as strengthen our community. From fair trade coffees and teas, to breakfast, lunch, and smoothies, we have everything you need to start your day off right. Come visit us in downtown Roanoke, Grandin Village, and now at the Daleville Town Center, Little Green Hive, because coffee is personal. Sorted out. It's clear at this point that COVID-19 is here to stay for a while. And even though the stay-at-home order has been lifted, if you're anything like me, you've been spending a lot more time at home. Here's an eye exam appointment reminder from 2017. I don't think that I went, so... Because of this, I've been thinking a lot lately about the idealized closet. A place for all your clothes, your bags, maybe a few bits and bobs, all neatly stored away in their proper place. The kind that you see in an interior design magazine or Ikea setup that make you think whoever this closet belongs to must be really smart. Oh no. My closet is not like that. In this episode of Hometown Stories, a story from one particular home and one particularly messy closet. In a series we call Light or Fair, our editor, Ben Raquelmi, tries to get to the bottom of his messy closet and to the bottom of his inability to initiate a quarantine cleanup. I like to think of myself as a cleanly person. I think most people do. However, I have a small confession to make. Ever since I can remember, I've had this habit of just leaving dirty clothes on the floor but it's not really my fault. You see, the problem stems from the closet. I have a dirty clothes hamper, but it's usually filled with the folded clean clothes from the last load of laundry because the closet is sort of a mess, if I'm honest. And that's the whole root of my problem. I can't store the clean clothes where they're supposed to go because my closet is filled with junk and where there isn't junk, it's just not really organized at all. And every time I look inside, I just get filled with sadness. But I'm not a messy person. Right. Hello? What's up? Oh, you're not hanging out with me. That's my longtime friend and former college roommate, Dylan. Do you think that I'm a messy person? Uh, kind of. We live together. Never really left a mess in the apartment or the general area. But, you know, in your room, there's definitely a handful of t-shirts and socks on the floor. Desperate for affirmation, I called my other college roommate. Hello? Jared. When we used to live together, did you think of me as a messy person? Um, no, not really. There was one more person I wanted to talk to. What are you doing? I'm recording for the podcast. Why? Because. Because why? Just tell us who you are real quick. <laughs> us? The audience. I'm Renee. And who are you to me? I'm your mother. If anyone could definitively absolve me from being a messy person, it'd surely be my mother. Do you think I'm a messy person? You've always been messy. I've seen your closet. I'm starting to realize now I might have a problem. I sought out psychiatric help. I'm nervous. I feel like I'm going to say the wrong thing. Let's have you uh, introduce yourself. So my name is Will Hale. I got in touch with an expert. 
of sorts. I am getting a master's degree in clinical social work from Virginia Commonwealth University. And how long have we known each other? Uh, I think we met in seventh grade, which would be like 2007. So not good at math, but a long time. Will and I have known each other for 13 years. I hope that through our long-term friendship and his knowledge of psychology, maybe he could, you know, fix me. That's why you have friends anyway, for free therapy. Do you consider me to be a messy person? I don't think you're, no, I don't think you're messy. I feel like you're generally a pretty clean person. Does it surprise you to know that my closet is a complete disaster? Yes, actually. Why? I remember when we were younger that like I would come over and you would clean your room <laughs> before we would do something. Full disclosure, my mother would make me clean my room before I had friends over when I was a kid. I took this opportunity to explain my messy closet problem to Will. So the solution probably is to just be an adult and just clean like once a week? Well, I heard this thing one time that was like the whole universe is moving towards further like entropy or whatever, you know? So you're just being in one in nature with the universe that everything is just going towards chaos. So so, so it's not actually my fault. It's, it's the greater universe that has caused me to be this way. Exactly, right? Well, that makes me feel better. <laughs> you're welcome. On the off chance I'm not being influenced by the greater universe, I asked Will if he thought there was anything deeper to my issue. Some psychological principle I could use to conquer my messy closet. I actually went to like this group therapy thing for a paper. The whole class was actually about organization, doing kind of activities of daily living and how those kind of things can, kind of small goals that you can set that you can do to kind of maintain balance in your life. The person who actually taught the class that I went to was an occupational therapist. Do you remember the uh, professor's name who was running that class that you took part in? I don't. I do know an occupational therapist. So I'm Lindsay Sawyer. I am an occupational therapist. I work at a pediatric psych hospital in Richmond, Virginia. Lindsay told me that she works with kids in crisis to help them build and maintain skills to become more successful in the community and to live their daily lives. I got some information from an area called Attitude Magazine, ADD. And she says one type of psychological function that isn't often discussed is called executive function. Executive functioning is the cognitive and uh, mental abilities that help people engage in goal-directed action. So there's different types of self-regulation associated with executive functioning. There's self-awareness, self-restraint, there's your non-verbal working memory, your verbal working memory, uh, emotions, self-motivation, and then planning and problem solving. Lindsay explained to me that executive functioning disorder isn't commonly diagnosed, but all of us can experience a lapse of our executive functioning from time to time. It's actually pretty normal. You know, come to at home after a long day of work, and your first thing you want to do is change your clothes and throw them all on the floor. And, I do that. And inhibiting, okay. <laughs> yeah. Finding that level of self-restraint to change and then put it in the laundry basket. Self-regulation, thus, is buried underneath last week's PJs. But if throwing my dirty laundry on the floor is a lapse of my executive function, what about my messy closet? Usually messiness is not a choice. It's not like I want to be messy for the sake of being messy. Usually there's a breakdown in a skill somewhere. And that breakdown is usually because there's a number of steps involved and skills needed, like staying focused. So you can't stay focused or you can't figure out how to do the steps needed. You can start to understand how executive function and its elements are at play in our everyday lives. Even though you or I might not have executive functioning disorder, our brains may lapse in one of these seven areas from time to time. 
But how can we better develop these skills? How can you get better at something like self-motivation? It sounds silly, but find a motivation. Find a why. So why is it important to keep your space clean? Is it something you can find an internal motivation to do? Is there something, some external motivation to do it? My why for cleaning used to be because my mother made me do it so my friends wouldn't know how much of a slob I am. Now I have to clean my closet because, let's face it, it's the right thing to do. Lindsay gave me some tips. Using visual cues, color coding things, or using containers or visual aids. So from some people really need like pictures. Chunking is the concept where you you take what is a big project and you break it down into smaller pieces. And instead of seeing it as a big picture of, I have to get the entire kitchen clean, you're seeing it as, I have to get this one aspect of the kitchen done. I know that these concepts seem fairly obvious, listening back to what Lindsay had to say. It does have me thinking, what's the narrative here? What's the meaning? It's about being mindful. I think part of it is just teaching yourself a little bit. There's an aspect of practice. You know, they say it takes 21 days to form a habit. So beginning to form those habits of, you know, the things it's that make you more organized. <laughs> it was time to take what I had learned and put it into practice. This drawer has a bunch of loose dice in it. I don't really know why that is. I began cleaning my closet. This is my book from college. Media history, communication theory. I got an A in communication theory, by the way. I started by breaking my closet down into four areas. The floor, the dresser, the upper shelves, and the lower shelves. It's a little dusty though. So we will dust it. I don't have a good sound effect for dusting, so you're just gonna have to imagine it. I also set a timer. I would clean for an hour a day, every day, until it was done. Oh, here you go, I can't get rid of this. This is my Fox Mulder and Dana Scully Christmas sweater. The best article of clothing that I own. I bought it for 12 bucks. It wasn't easy the entire time. I did run across the odd sentimental item here and there. Since about seventh grade, I have been saving all of the movie ticket stubs of every movie that I've ever been to. It makes you remember who you went there with, and, you know, tells you what movie you saw, and then you think about whether or not it was a good movie. I don't particularly want to throw those away. But I remembered something Lindsay said. If I haven't touched it or used it in the last year, I probably don't need it. <laughs> it's a pretty cutthroat way of decluttering, but it gets the job done. Oh no. I'm dropping stuff. Donkey Kong Land 2. What am I going to do with Donkey Kong Land 2? It took me four days to clean my closet. For those of you keeping track, that's four hours. So, four hours out of 96, which isn't that much. A slightly deeper understanding of how the brain works helped me stop self-loathing about my bad habit and start moving past it. In a time when we find ourselves spending more time inside than we would probably like, why not strive to make the best out of it? That's sort of the narrative, isn't it? It's easy to let our tendencies slip into becoming habits. It's hard to break those habits, but with a little mindfulness, you too can clean out your closet. So what do you think now? It's clean. That's it? What? This is the end, Mom. The, the eureka moment about being mindful and forming better habits. Yay, you cleaned your closet. Special thanks this week to Will Hale, Lindsay Sawyer, and Ben's mom. Hometown Stories is a production of WDBJ7 in Roanoke, Virginia. 
Our editor is Ben Raquelny. I'm Leanna Scacchetti. We'll see you next time. Hometown Stories is sponsored by Little Green Hive, because coffee is personal. Locations in downtown Roanoke, Daleville, and Grandin.